0: Here we go. What's going on, everybody? It's John Kaplan, also known as Johnny K the Second on Twitter or Johnny Kii. I am here representing the Injury Reserve Podcast, fresh off a pod with Lynchy F and Reggie B. Um, we got caught up in conversation as we usually do, and I did not get to break down the top ten. I did not want to use up more time of an already very long podcast, but anyways, um, I am going to break down my top 10 players at each position, uh, fantasy-wise, and also in a, like just overall as an NFL player. Um, the reason I say that is because I didn't want to go strictly off of fantasy production, because there are players in the NFL that aren't gonna win you a Super Bowl but can win you a fantasy championship and there's players in fantasy football that can win you a fantasy championship but aren't gonna win you a Super Bowl. Um so in saying that there's uh several factors that went into where I put each player. I will break them down by position, what factors went into my grading of the player, um Mainly, it's going to break down into your basic statistics, fantasy production. So statistics by the number, fantasy production, what kind of support or supporting cast they have on the team, um, turnovers is a big one that's pretty much a, applicable to all the positions and also like contribute contribution to their team's success and just what we as athletes call the eye test. You know, when you look at this player, they've just got that hit factor, that athletic ability that kind of sets them apart from the field. In saying that, before I get started, while uh, the overall skill level of the player is evaluated as well as fantasy production, players who did not participate in at least six games this season are exempt from this these rankings. There are going to be some major pieces in play here, or well, I guess out of play, but before you do listen to the breakdown, I wanted to make that very clear um so you did not think that I had absolutely no clue what I was talking about, leaving some of the some of the names I got left out of the uh rankings out. So, for starters, we are going to start with the quarterback position. How I broke this down was based upon uh, completion percentage, turnovers, overall uh, interceptions, fumbles. Can they protect the football? The touchdown-interception ratio, whether or not they are a dual-threat quarterback uh, that has value on both sides of the ball here in in the sense of fantasy production and as an overall NFL quarterback, uh, my next like parameter would be fantasy production. What kind of supporting cast they have on their team. Passing yards is a big one. Um, and contribution to the team success and eye test, like we were talking about earlier. um, The average completion rate for a starting NFL quarterback or completion percentage for a starting NFL quarterback this season is 66.4. So that is the benchmark that I used for evaluating how much weight a quarterback's completion percentage held in um, their ranking and where I put them on the list of my quarterbacks. So at number one overall, I had a little bit of trouble with this, um, bouncing back and forth between uh, two or three guys. Um, I'm sure everybody listening knows exactly who they are. And those two or three players would be Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers. Um, So at number one, I did go with Mahomes. Um, I did so. I initially had Wilson, but I went with Mahomes overall. Um, because he's the it factor, obviously. He's just a, a freak athlete. Um, he had his completion percentage on the year, um, doesn't jump off the paper, 67.9%. But he's th- he is the only quarterback in the league that's thrown for over 3,000 yards through 11 weeks. Um, he's thrown for 27 touchdowns and only two interceptions. So he really takes care of the football. No fumbles on the year. And he also makes a huge impact with his legs. He could probably do more, but that's another thing that I like about him for how young he is. He's smart. He knows when to run and when to not run. Um, he has ran the, he's ran the ball 39 times this year for 187 yards and two more scores. So overall, he's got 29 touchdowns. Um, only two turnovers. He's thrown for over 3,000 yards. Whenever he has the ball, you know that something's about to happen. Um, and, a, uh, PPR format, he is third overall in production fantasy-wise, but, um, like I said, this has to do with more than just fantasy production. I just, I feel as though he is, consensus overall, the, the best quarterback in the league. Uh, won a Super Bowl his second year as a starter. He's in line to do so again this year. Um, number one overall, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, I've got Russell Wilson, um, the second-best completion percentage amongst my top 15 to 20 um, at 70.7%. He has thrown for 2,986 yards, so he's not quite at 3,000 yards, but he's right there with Mahomes. Um, One of the huge reasons I put Wilson behind Mahomes um, is the fact that he's got 13 turnovers, uh, 10 interceptions, three fumbles. Um, while he does run the ball more and probably more effectively, he's very elusive and quick. Uh, he's ran the ball 55 times for 367 yards and one touchdown. Um, while the the dual threat can be a value, it's also a liability. You're no longer protected when you're out of the pocket. You're risking yourself for injury He's a very he's a smaller guy, so I just really that really didn't factor into why he's number two. Mainly the number the number one reason he's at number two is because of the turnovers. He doesn't protect the ball as well as Mahomes. He's number two overall in fantasy production. But with all that being said, Russell is a quarterback like we've never seen. Um, he has. One of the best deep balls that I have personally ever seen, I think they call it the moon ball. It doesn't matter if it's 35 yards or 55 yards. It just seems like that nose of the football is always diving right down perfectly for the wide receiver to catch it, wherever that receiver may be. Um, I also – him his supporting cast is comparable to Mahomes because – um. Kelsey can be considered a receiver in this for this specific scenario. They each have two of the top receiving threats in in the NFL, and neither one of them have a real overpowering r- rushing attack. I would say uh, the Chiefs have a better rushing attack, but um, both teams' success are pretty much contingent upon <clears throat> that quarterback and the overall. Um, effect, effectiveness of the quarterback play. Um at number 3 I've got Aaron Rodgers. Um Aaron Rodgers having an MVP caliber, uh season, it's as simple as that. I mean all 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 three of those uh players are definitely in high consideration for MVP this year. Um Aaron Rodgers has thrown for 2,889 yards with a completion percentage of 68.2. He has 29 touchdowns through the air and four interceptions, two fumbles. Uh, so six turnovers on the air, really not a bad benchmark. The, the number that I used in order to kind of validate their ranking based off of lack of turnovers is five um, interceptions more so because, I mean, you can't help when – somebody who's six foot six running a four foot four five forty blindsides you you're going to cough that football up but um you can help throwing the ball into poor situations so um I did hold quarterbacks more accountable to interceptions and fumbles um but I do have Aaron Rodgers at number three just I mean the, the the proof's in the pudding as they say I mean he's he's just unreal honestly he he can use his legs he doesn't but I mean he's even rushed for almost 100 yards this year uh he's he's got a really good deep ball just like Roger or just like uh Williams does he and my biggest thing with Rogers is that Devontae Adams his number one receiving threat has missed two games this year and in the games that he missed you know he still produced and even outside of that um, while Kelsey and Wilson have a really good supporting cast, receiver-wise, Rodgers really doesn't. Um, he's got a really good running back behind him, uh, probably the best of the, definitely the best of those three quarterbacks. So that takes a little bit of pressure off of his arm. However, he's really only got one. I can say elite, but I can even say good, like really good receiver. Or tight end. He I don't. Uh, in is a good tight end, but he's not great. Um, didn't even know who he was before this year, to be completely honest. Um, so at times he's done it with nothing, and I think that just speaks on his raw athleticism, and why he is a shoe in for uh, first ballot Hall of Fame at the end of his career. I I think he's got another Super Bowl coming to him at some point in his career, and he's very well deserving of the number three spot on my list. Number four, uh may come as a surprise to some, maybe not. Uh Kyler Murray. Somebody who when he got drafted, I thought he should have stayed in baseball, you know. Um I'll be honest. And maybe that's a fi- more of a financial call than anything, but um I I never really gave him the credit he deserved in college. Maybe he because I grew up a Texas fan and he uh was trashing Texas his whole career at Oklahoma. But Kyler Murray, uh I'm gonna start with uh the fact that he is number one in fantasy production. He's averaging 29.2 points a game, whereas Wilson's at 26.8, Mahomes is 26.2, and Rodgers is at 23.7. So he's well above the rest of the pack when it comes to fantasy production. Three points makes a big difference when you're talking about averages. Um, He has a 68.3% completion percentage, um, has thrown for 19 touchdowns, and – Uh, and has also, he uses his legs more so than anybody in the league. He's an elite runner, uh, maybe more so in the league other than uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has 11 more rushing attempts on the year than Kyler Murray, but needless to say, they're in a league of their own when it comes to running the football. Um, 92 attempts for 619 yards, 10 touchdowns, 2 fumbles, so he's got 10 turnovers on the year. That number will improve as he... Gets more experience in the league. Um, only thrown for, not only, but he's thrown for 2,644 yards this season on 241 attempts. But the overall thing that jumps out to me is 29 touchdowns. His contribution to his team is is an elite level, an irreplaceable level. Um, you could put over half of the starting NFL quarterbacks on the Arizona roster, and they are nowhere near where they're at overall as a team right now. Um, he does have a an elite wide receiver, and a an elite wide receiver passes prime as well And Larry Fitzgerald. Um, he's, a, he's a surefire Hall of Famer, and DeAndre Hopkins is the – elite talent that I was speaking of prior to um, bringing up Fitzgerald. So, I mean, he's got some pretty good receivers and Christian Kirk's coming along pretty well. Um, He's got a couple good running backs. You know, uh, you can almost consider Edmonds a a wide receiver. He's more of an athlete than a position player. He's, he can catch the ball out of the backfield and he, he rushes the ball really well too. So he's got some help on that offense. um, And, but, without him, the wheels don't turn. Uh, Murray is an irreplaceable piece of that offense and is at number four on my rankings. Number five, I've got Deshaun Watson. Um, on the podcast earlier, I said that there were two quarterbacks that I put in front of Watson. Um, when I broke down the stats a little bit more, looked at Watson's lack of an elite receiver, you know, Um, they got rid of Hopkins, which is the worst thing you can do for a quarterback is get rid of their number one wide receiver and and an elite one at that. Um, I've got Watson at number five, uh, for several reasons. He has a very good completion percentage at 68.9. He's thrown for nearly 2,900 yards this year, uh, 20 touchdowns through the air, two on the ground. He's rushed the ball 54 times for 200 and 69 yards and only five interceptions, no fumbles. So not only does he clear that benchmark of five or less turnovers, but he only has five. He has no fumbles, um, and it's not like he doesn't get sacked. He's gotten sacked 26 times this year, so um, there's something to be said there. But um, he is averaging 22.9 points fantasy-wise, uh really i mean brandon cooks has come along you know he's got some pretty good receivers but he doesn't have any great receivers like i wouldn't none of his wide receivers are in my top 10 um they've kind of got a um committee approach at tight end uh david johnson's a good running back but he's not great duke johnson has been playing has been filling in for david when he's hurt and he is not an effective three down back so uh, essentially um Deshaun Watson is the centerpiece of that offense. You know, um, he's he, he is also what makes the wheel's turn for that offense and um, is an irreplaceable piece for Houston. Um, he actually, in week 11, led all quarterbacks in fantasy production this past week. He had a great week. Um, can he do that every week? Probably not, but that's why he is – at number five in my rankings. Moving on to number six um, is Josh Allen. Number six and number seven I had a really hard time with. Um, they, You could go either way with uh, Josh Allen or my next pick, but I did go with Josh Allen just because of more so like the eye test um, and how much he's improved from last year. Uh, last year, people were saying he's not an effective passer. Um, he makes too so many mistakes, you know. But the 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 incremental improvement, the, the 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 jumps have been leaps, you know. He his his completion percentage last year was like fifty-seven point nine percent, I believe, or about fifty-eight percent. That jumped up to sixty-eight point four percent this year. Um, he's thrown for twenty-two thousand eight hundred and seventy-one yards. Uh, 21 touchdowns through the air to seven interceptions, and he is also a very effective rusher. Um, teams have to plan for that. He's rushed the ball 72 times for 279 yards and five more scores. So he's got 26 touchdowns to 11 turnovers, averages 24.9 points fantasy per game. And as we all know, um, Buffalo's been awful for a very long time and they're back on the map and that is thanks to Josh Allen. Number 7 is uh a very surprising name for me um you know because normally we're used to hearing oh yeah, Breeze, Brady, you know, but the the tables have kind of turned this this year thanks covid. Um but I've got Justin Herbert at number 7. Uh what started out this year, uh, their coach said he's not going to be the starting quarterback. It's going to be Tyrod Taylor's job. And then Tyrod Taylor uh, suffers that broken rib and the punctured lung. The coach says, oh, as soon as Tyrod Taylor's healthy, he's coming back and he's going to be the starter. You know, they were trying to kind of ease Herbert into that starting position. Well, Herbert didn't like that. He came in in his first game and just – and while he didn't win the game, while he didn't absolutely shut it down um, – he was highly effective, um, and his connection with Keenan Allen this season is as good as any that I've seen. Um, he, he has made Keenan Allen a top five wide receiver this year, and Keenan Allen has helped make Justin Herbert a top ten quarterback. Uh, for a rookie, for a rookie quarterback, it's it's huge to have a veteran presence like Keenan Allen. Like Hunter Henry, you know, um, Mike Williams, all of those people are. His his supporting cast is great. Um, what I will say is, while he does have a good running back, uh, that running back has missed now seven weeks with uh, ha- a grade three, a nearly a grade three hamstring injury, and uh, while while Eckler has been designated to return in week twelve. He's been doing it with very, very average running back play in Justin Jackson, um, Ballage, and there's one more running back in the mix that his name slipped my mind, but that's not important. The important thing is is that Herbert has put the team on his back and used his arm to do so. He has thrown a 68% completion percentage, 2,700 yards through the air, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions, which is really, really good for a rookie. Um, he's even an effective rusher. Uh, he's rushed the ball 39 times for 187 yards and three touchdowns. And he's averaging 25 points per game um, fantasy-wise. I have him starting in every league that I own him. Um, this week I um, have, in one of my leagues, I've got Josh Allen and Justin Herbert. Um, Based on my rankings, I think you can guess who I probably started, but it, it wasn't an easy decision. But I did go with Josh Allen. Um, both of them have pretty good matchups: uh, Buffalo's defense and um, the Chargers' defense. Neither one of them jumps off the charts at you. But anyways, um, Justin Herbert having a rookie of the year campaign for sure, and number seven on my list. Uh, and very deserving to be in the top 10 in the NFL this year. Uh, Number eight is Drew Brees. That may come as a surprise to some people as his stats are not screaming, but um, of all the quarterbacks in the league, you know, eligible quarterbacks in the league, uh, he has the best completion percentage um, at 73.5%. He takes care of the football. You know he's thrown eighteen touchdowns, only has three uh, interceptions, two fumbles on the year. As we know, he is not a rushing quarterback, but he is one of the he has one of the highest NFL IQs in the game. Just seems to get it done. People give him crap about um, how he's just dinking and dunking and not throwing the ball downfield when. He's averaging 7.4 yards per attempt, um, the highest being Deshaun Watson at 8.5. So that's really not that drastic of a difference. And when you have a receiving back like Alvin Kamara, if I have the choice to throw into double coverage or dump it off to Alvin Kamara and get 15 yards every time, that's what I'm going to do. He's a very smart quarterback. He gets the job done. And uh, I've honestly kind of been campaigning for him all year. He's been getting a lot of slack, and I really, truly don't think it's merited. Um, he's been doing all of this with without Michael Thomas for most of the year. I think Thomas has only played in four games this year, um, and really, I mean aside aside from um, Alvin Kamara and Emmanuel Sanders, who's uh, past his prime in my in my personal opinion. He's been doing so with only that, you know. So they have a very good rushing attack with Kamara and Latavius Murray. Um, Happy UCF hate week. I hate Latavius Murray, and I hate UCF, so there's that. Um, But I will tip my hat to Murray. He's a very good NFL back um, and could be a starter on over half the teams in the NFL, in my personal opinion. So that does take some pressure off of Breeze, but uh, not having your number one wide receiver and arguably the number one wide receiver in the league um, for over half the season and still being able to put up numbers like he has um, is remarkable. He's thrown for 2,196, this, uh, 2,196 yards this season. And like I said, he's only got three interceptions, two fumbles. That's less than five or less turnovers on the year. Uh, definitely less than five interceptions, obviously, and he's averaging 18.3 points per game. Uh, Drew Brees, I feel, would be higher on this list if Michael Thomas would have been um, playing off season. I highly expect Drew Brees to finish the season higher up on my list um, by the end of the season. I, I definitely think that they have a very good shot at uh, playing for the at least the NFC Championship game, if, if not a Super Bowl. Number nine, I've got Mr. Roethlisberger. Um, the dude is just—it's—it's it's hard to articulate what he's doing. You know, um, he's the quarterback of a ten and zero or eleven and zero football team. Or uh, no, ten and zero. I'm sorry. Um, and he has a 67.1% completion percentage. Um, thrown for two thousand five hundred and thirty four yards. 24 touchdowns through the air, five interceptions. Um, while he used to be known as a scrambler, kind of getting outside of the pocket better than anybody in the league, and and dicing up a defense, he's not as mobile as he once was. But um, he's never really been a run- he's never been a runner, but he's definitely been good outside of the pocket. He he still is. Um, he's averaging 19.6 points per game, and um, I had a really hard time leaving him outside of the top ten. So at number nine, I've got uh, Ben Roethlisberger. And number 10 might be a head-scratcher for some people. It was a head-scratching position for me because um, there were several names that I wanted to put there. Um, I've got Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, I mean, he's got uh, the second least amount of passing attempts of any quarterback on that list. Um, And that it's only because Drew Brees has missed a game this year. Um, up to this point. So Drew Brees, through nine games, has 298 passing attempts, and Ryan Tannehill, through 10, has 312. So really you could say he passes less than any of those um, top quarterbacks on that made this list. Um, completion percentage, 65.4, right around average, stunned for 2,387 yards. Um, he takes care of the football, and he's stunned for 22 touchdowns, four interceptions. And surprisingly uh, decent with his legs. As you know, he was a wide receiver at uh, Texas A&M uh, prior to becoming a quarterback. He's rushed the ball 28 times for 149 yards in the touch, averaging 20.2 points for in fantasy. Has completely turned his career around in Tennessee since coming from Miami. And he shores up my top 10 at the quarterback position. My 11 through 15 in no particular order would be Tom Brady. Matt Ryan, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, and David Carr. And exempt from this list is yours truly, Dak Prescott. Um, If I had to put Dak Prescott on anywhere on this list, I would put him most likely in between Watson and Allen or Murray and Watson. I would really have to see what Prescott did through 11 weeks. Um but he would be right there in the middle of my top ten. He's not top three, but he's not bottom three in, on this list, and uh, I wish Dak Prescott a speedy recovery. Go Cowboys. Next, we've got the running back position. Um, for, for these rankings, I used rushing yards, touchdowns, receiving yards, turnovers, yards per attempt, durability, I test and fantasy production. Um, I use the same benchmark for running back. Uh, if they haven't played six or more games, they were exempt. Exempt on this list. I will start with this list because there are some major pieces that are going to be exempt. Of those pieces are Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley. Those two right there are your perennial one and two, if not. Surefire top five picks in nearly every draft. Austin Eckler, who's a first-round draft pick this year, and also uh, Mostert from the 49ers. Um, before I start, um, I use these benchmarks for yards per carry. The great running backs average equal to or greater than five yards per carry. Um, good is anywhere from 4.5 to 5 and average is 4 to 4.5. Those numbers have remained relatively unchanged over time in a league where transition is completely normal. You know, there's really no congruency in today's NFL. You know, um, we're seeing quarterbacks rush for 600, 700 yards in a position that never used to run the ball, really. Quarterbacks are throwing the ball 50 times a game nowadays when they used to only throw 20 to 25 times a game uh, back in the day. And I used this just based off of going through the stats. If if they average 70 or more yards per game, that's a pretty good benchmark for a great running back. So at number one overall, um, like I said, CMC, Saquon, Eckler, and Mostert are left off this list. Number one overall, I've got Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is having a monster year. Um, He has rushed the ball 201 times for 1,069 yards, averaging 5.3 yards per carry. Um, He has scored nine touchdowns on the ground. Um, I'm sorry, he has scored 13 touchdowns on the ground and... Has one touchdown through the air and only two fumbles. Um, One against my Dallas Cowboys last week, but we won't talk about that. Uh, He's caught the ball 30 times for 234 yards through the air. Um, While Minnesota's not having a great year, uh, he is the the main reason for their success, more so than their quarterback play. And um, he is my overall uh, number one running back in the league. Um, based on your format, if it's a standard format, it's Cook. Um, if it's a PPR format, you have to make an argument for Kamara. Um, while Kamara's attempts, he's, uh, got 84 less rush rushing attempts than Cook. He's got a, uh, Alvin Kamara has 117 rushes for 531 yards and eight touchdowns on the year. Uh, no fumbles, I might add, for Kamara, which is a huge thing. But what, what puts Kamara so high is the fact that he's one of the best receivers in the league. Not, not one of the best receiving running backs, because he is the best at that. But he's one of the best receivers in the league. He's <clears throat> cut the ball 67 times for 648 yards and four more touchdowns. So that's 12 touchdowns to zero turnovers. And he is leading all fantasy production at the position in a PPR format at 25.7. I'm sorry. uh, Dalvin Cook is leading at uh, 26.8. And uh, Kamara is at 25.7. Alvin Kamara is, in my opinion, the best player on the Saints right now uh, without him. The Saints would still be a good team, but they would not be very good as they are now. Um, in prime position after uh, sweeping Tampa Bay and then Tampa Bay losing this past week, they're in a really good position to be in the driver's seat to to win the take the South and, like I said earlier, play for an NFC Championship and a Super Bowl if everything keeps going smoothly and they can avoid the injury bug. <clears throat> At number three, I've got Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones... Before I go over his stats, um, has missed two games. He's played in eight games this year. He's rushed ball 113 times for 534 yards. Um, He is averaging 4.7 yards per carry. Um, Also a very effective receiver um, in that he has caught 32 passes on 43 targets for 261 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Aaron Jones also knows how to take care of the football. With zero fumbles, um, I think if you asked Aaron Rodgers who the MVP of the league is, he would probably say Aaron Jones because he has been his saving grace this year. Um, I, he is an irreplaceable piece of that Green Bay offense and has really taken the league by storm. He's a, he's a very, very good player, uh, somebody I hold in high regard, and um, I actually have him in one league. He is a very good fantasy player as well, um, averaging 19.9 points per game. I expect that number to go up as he finds the end zone more, and uh, a very easy decision to put him at number three overall. Number four is your 2019 rushing champion, uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has had a fantastic year. Uh, 229 rushes for 1,079 yards, averaging 4.7 yards to carry, uh, nine touchdowns on the ground. Also no fumbles. Um, not as much of a receiving threat just because of the fact that they do have some decent receivers in that offense and, um, AJ Brown and, um, Johnny Smith and they have another, uh, wide receiver that his name's slipping my mind right now but um while he's a he is a capable pass catcher um they don't utilize him that much in that regard um he's an absolute tank nobody wants to be in his way when that trains on the tracks everybody fucking gets out of the way um he is more of your traditional old old old-fashioned just Here's my best pitch. Try and hit it. He's going to run it down your throat every single time. And good luck trying to stop him. Uh, definitely a player that I would love to have on my team. Um, fantasy or NFL. He doesn't turn the ball over. There's n- no question about the eye test. He's, he's uh, proven to be a durable player. And um, is number four on my list. Number five. We're going to depend heavily on the eye test for because he barely meets the parameters for uh, six games this season. I've got Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is an incredible athlete. He's averaging six yards per carry, uh, 96 rushes for 575 yards, five touchdowns on the ground. Um, While Kareem Hunt really has –
1: Kareem Hunt is
0: definitely a handcuff and is uh, just outside of my top ten on this list. Um, uh, Chubb, when you see him run, it's, it's like poetry in motion. Honestly, he's, he's a fantastic running back. I cannot wait to see what he turns into throughout his career. He had a great tenure at Georgia and I see that success continuing, uh, relatively seamlessly throughout his career in the NFL. I, um, I put him at number five, um, because I mean, he takes care of the football. Uh, only one fumble this year. He's averaging 15 points a game, fantasy-wise. Um, he doesn't. He he doesn't have many stats receiving, but that's because Kareem Hunt is that change. I you could call it change of pace, even though they kind of split carries when they're both healthy. Um, but he's more of the receiver of the two in that system, and. For me, you really have to go off eye test here because saying somebody who only has 575 yards and it's now week 12, you only got five touchdowns and some of these players have like 15 touchdowns combined, you know. Um, Chubb right now is one of the most dynamic athletes at the position and um, very confidently in the top five for me. Uh, Number six is Josh Jacobs. He is the workhorse for the Las Vegas um, Raiders. He's rushed the ball 199 times for 755 yards, only 3.8 yards per carry. His offensive line has been a little bit banged up this year. Um, However, he has nine touchdowns on the year. He is a receiving threat, uh, having caught 24 of 31 targets for 158 yards and a touchdown – or no touchdowns, I'm sorry – um, he's only fumbled the ball once, so he takes care of the football. And in PPR format, he is up there with the best of them. He's averaging 16.7 points per game and um, is, aside from Derek Carr, um, Darren Waller is an important piece, but I, I think you could argue that Jacobs is the most important um, player on that team he's uh, not the biggest guy and he's got the third most rushes in the league, you know, so he's, he's battled through injuries. He's tough as nails. He's got uh, nine touchdowns on the year to one fumble. Um, So although his bench, although his average is um, below league average for yards per carry, he's excelling in he's, he's excelling in every other category. And, Um, you can't help but notice him when he's on the field. Josh Jacobs, number six on my list. Number seven, some people may call me a homer, uh, but as you can guess, I've got Ezekiel Elliott, uh, definitely not Elliott's best year. Um, normally people would say he's top five as I did this at the beginning of this season. Um, Dallas is, even before Dak got hurt, Dallas just hasn't looked right this year, um, like I said 171 rushes 675 yards struggled a little bit with the fumble this year uh he's got he's had four fumbles he's averaging 3.9 yards per carry um more of a receiving threat this year than in years past um ha- catching 38 of 51 passes for 250 yards and two touchdowns um that's pretty competitive for a running back and He has five touchdowns on the ground. He is averaging 16.6 points per game in a PPR format. And for me, it's the eye test and also maybe being from Dallas and being a Cowboys fan. But I would like to say that I remain very unbiased with this. Um, It's no question that Elliott is top 10 in the league, statistics aside, in my opinion. I've got him at number seven just because he he the the Cowboys offense people can say oh Tony Pollard this Tony Pollard that uh, he Tony Pollard's had a great year but or a good year but it's easy to have a good year when you're running in spread packages you know when teams thinking are thinking a pass is coming and not putting eight nine people in the box whereas when Zeke's back there they're stacking the box you know and making Dalton pass or Ben DiNucci or Garrett Gilbert whatever scrub we have taken the snaps. Um, but Elliott is kind of like Henry in a sense in that he's going to run it down your throat. He's a little bit more agile than Henry, a little bit quicker, uh, gets to the corner a little bit faster, um, or gets to the edge, I'm sorry. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, um, despite being below four point yard, four, four yards per carry for the first time in his career, um, I don't think he'll finish there. I think he'll finish above four yards per carry, but he's because he's done so every year as a pro um I think he eclipses twelve hundred yards this year. I like to see uh the cowboys make a little bit of a run here um and he is going to be at the forefront of that at number eight is a a name that uh really was unknown last year He is an undrafted running back named James Robinson for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, really been a workhorse for Jacksonville this year. Um, 172 rushes for 762 yards, averaging 4.4 yards per carry, five touchdowns on the ground, caught 31 of 41 targets, two touchdowns through the air and only one, one fumble. Takes care of the football. Um, in a PPR format, he's averaging 17.4 yards per 17.4 uh, points per game. Um, and it was absolutely impossible to leave him out of the top 10 when you're looking at production, uh, value for the team, um, supporting cast, um, like all of those things. The eye test, he's a, he's a great athlete. He knows how to catch the ball out of the backfield and he can be a between the tackle guy. In my opinion, he's more of a change of pace guy, more of a, uh, scat back, but, um, He's kind of proven me wrong there. He's, uh, I mean, seven eight hundred yards through twelve weeks is is uh, a really good number. You know, that's a really good feat. And um, I've got him at number eight, and with very little hesitancy, um, I almost put him higher. It was just hard to put him above the likes of Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, or Nick Chubb. Um, number nine. Um, I've got another rookie, somebody who is just outside of my top 10 to start the year, um, and that's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, even despite um, Le'Veon Bell coming over mid-season, he's still maintaining that starting role, still leading the way for Kansas City's backs. Um, 140 rushes on the year, 655 yards, four touchdowns on the ground, one through the air. And um, no fumbles on the air, which is remarkable for a rookie. He's caught forty-five or twenty-nine of forty-five passes for two hundred and thirty-two yards, um, averaging four point seven yards per carry. Uh, you could even argue he could be higher on this list. Um, there's been a few games where he's played tougher defenses and did not adapt to the the teams that he was facing. But overall, I mean, the guy's doing real well, um, and he just has really, really kind of took the league by storm. Reminds me a lot of, like, a Maurice Jones-Drew. He's like a little bowling ball, but he's so quick. Um, I've got him at number nine on my list. And number 10, another player that barely uh, has meets the benchmark of six games, um, Miles Sanders. I, I – uh, I say that sparingly. I absolutely hate the Eagles, but we're not going to be biased here on this podcast. Um, he's appe- he's made appearances in seven games this season, so keep that in mind when his stat line comes out. Um, he's rushed the ball 102 times for 585 yards, averaging 5.7 yards per carry. That was a huge piece in why I put him in the top ten. Um, on a team where they're not doing anything offensively, and he is still slamming six yards per attempt down defense's throats. Uh, He's got three touchdowns, capable pass catcher, 35, uh, 17. uh, He's got 17 of 35 targets for 116 yards. Um, He does have a couple fumbles on the year. He's averaging 14.7 points per game. Uh, fantasy wise, and I have him as rounding out my top ten at the running back position. At eleven through fifteen, in no particular order, I have Kareem Hunt, James Conner, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, and Todd Gurley. Next is the wide receiver position. Um, at wide receiver, what went what came into play here? was uh, receiving yards, touchdowns, catch rate, tar- how much are they being targeted, what kind of uh, surrounding cast do they have. So um, for a wide receiver that has uh, multiple other options, you know, like a team like Seattle, for instance, um, for me that can help and it can also take it can take away from your targets but can it can also help in the sense that they can't just double team you all the time they've got somebody else on the other side to worry about um i test turnovers and fantasy production we are going in a ppr format for this um so at number one overall i've got Devonte adams Um, Devontae Adams has, uh, had a very, very good year this year. Um, been, and he's only appeared in eight games and his stats are still among the best. Um, he has 847 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns, one fumble. Um, yeah, there's really not much I need to say for Devontae to really validate, um, his position in my list. Um, without without him in Green Bay, uh, I I mean Aaron Rodgers would still get it done, but it would be a lot less effective and a lot less entertaining. Um, Devonte Adams is one of the more dynamic players in the NFL. Has a long career in the NFL ahead of him, and um, Aaron Rodgers hopes it's with Green Bay because uh, they connect better than. Most duos in the league, and he is my surefire, without a doubt, number one wide receiver in the league. Number two is the cheetah Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, He has 55 receptions on 86 targets, so the catch rate's not all that great. Um, I would say that that is more so related to his route tree. he, first of all, I mean it's it's hard to catch a cheetah, so it's hard to hit a cheetah in stride too. Um, also, he's a deep threat guy, so a lot of those deep balls are going to fall incomplete. It's a low percentage pass, um, but he's been blowing up this year. Um, he has 10 touchdowns, um, no fumbles. He is averaging 13.7 yards per reception. Has appeared in all ten games, and aside from Travis Kelsey, not many other mouths to feed in that offense. So, um, with Tyreek Hill, what you see is what you get, but what you see is a lot, and he's tough to handle. You know, he doesn't have um, he doesn't have the size of Keenan Allen. You know, um, he doesn't have the hands of Larry Fitzgerald, but his intangibles are there and they're prominent. Um, He is a very, very good wide receiver and um, cannot ignore him in the top 10. Obviously, I couldn't ignore him even in my top three. I've got him at number two and no regrets. At number three, I have uh, Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen is – I'm a homer on this one for um, fantasy reasons because I own him in all three of my leagues. Um, and he is the reason why I'm in position to be in the playoffs in two out of those three leagues. And if not all three, if I can put some games together in, in uh, my Tampa league, but, um, he's been targeted 112 times this year. Like I was talking about earlier, Herbert and him connect like very few in the NFL. He's got 835 yards, um, on the year and, um, two fumbles. Uh, he's got six touchdowns. That number really should be higher, but um, there are quite a few mouths to feed, and Herbert really spreads the ball around. I talk about his connection with Keenan Allen. However, um, he's got a great connection with Mike Williams. He hits Hunter Henry, you know, and even names that you don't really expect to see, are, are they're getting the ball, you know. Um, so, A lot of other members of that supporting cast, but uh, some people will question my pick having King Nallant at number three. But he's just physical. He's big. He's fast. He'll get that jump ball. He can be a deep threat, but he'll he'll also go over the middle for you and take that beating. Um, He's relatively durable. He's played through injury this year. Uh, He is my number three overall. I've got DeAndre Hopkins at number four. Um, you could really mix up any four of those names and have a long list of reasons why you put them in their respective positions. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, ever since going to Arizona, um, has really, really ignited that offense Um has definitely eased the burden on um, Kyler Murray, a rookie quarterback, having an elite talent like DeAndre Hopkins is an irreplaceable um, value. And Deshaun Watson cries in his cereal every single morning um, after Houston made an atrocious, atrocious decision. Like, I cannot believe... Houston would get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, and and in saying that, for David Johnson, who after tearing his ACL hasn't been the same. Um, he's been effective, but he hasn't been great. Um, he, um, he uh, DeAndre Hopkins has seventy-two receptions on ninety-six targets for nine hundred and twelve yards. Only four touchdowns on the year that factored into it for me. Um, Kyler Murray's rushing ability and his uh tendency of rushing the ball is definitely going to play into that. But um he is uh he is a dynamic threat as he shows week in and week out. Um I don't have the PPR stats in front of me, but in a standard format, he's averaging 18.5 per game. I don't think I listed the others. So uh Devontae Adams standard format is averaging um, two, 26.3, Tyreek Hill is averaging 20.2, Keenan Allen is averaging 19.7, and like I said, DeAndre Hopkins is averaging 18.5. Um, a great talent, one we're going to see play for many more years, and I'm very thankful for that because he is so much fun to watch and seems like he's a very good person too you know he's uh humble um he's so freaking fast he's he can get that jump ball but just like keenan allen he's not afraid to go over the middle um he's even shown that he can throw the ball uh he's he's just all around uh, a great wide receiver and absolutely top five in the league um number five uh i've got dk metcalf um dk has 48 receptions on 77 targets eight hundred and sixty two yards and nine touchdowns, averaging in a standard format, eighteen point six uh points per game. Uh that would be higher in a in a PPR format, although he is not the best PPR receiver as he's only got forty eight receptions um through week eleven. Um if you look at him, dude I would not want to come across that guy in a dark alley. He's he's a Freak. He's huge, absolutely shredded. He's fast. Um, he's got good hands. He's physical as hell. Uh, if, you, if you go one-on-one with him, you are going to lose. Um, you have to double team him. He is in his second year as a pro. He is one of my most improved players uh, uh, from first to second year. And an absolute freaking of an athlete. Um, my buddy Reggie and I are both very obsessed with him. Um, I think he's better than Tyler Lockett. Some people would disagree with me. The stats kind of, I mean, stats, that's why I'm I'm going based off of eye tests. And there's so many different things playing into where I'm putting these um, players. Um, while Tyler Lockett has more receptions and more uh I believe uh more touchdowns. No, uh DK has one more touchdown than Tyler Lockett. He's got more receptions, more yards, but um without Metcalf, Lockett doesn't put up those stats. And yeah, I've got him at number five and I I really don't have anything else to say about it because he's he's absolutely incredible. Number six I've got uh Stephon Diggs, um seventy-three receptions on 101 yards. Um, 18.8 points per game in a standard format, but um, much higher in a PPR. He's, he's, uh, I believe, top three in fantasy production in a PPR format um, with really limited help. They don't have an effective rushing attack. There's really no second wide receiver in that system. John uh, John Brown's been hurt a lot of the year, and Gabe Davis went to UCF. So, I mean, we we all know how that goes. Um, Stephon Diggs. Uh, has never really been a huge touchdown threat just because he's big play material. He's a deep ball threat. Um, he's he's one of those for, from the 20 to the 20, he is going to just light you up. Um, his route tree is huge. You know he can, He's one of the better route runners in the league. Um, no, no fumbles on the year. And him and Josh Allen have connected – very well ever since Stephon Diggs came over from Minnesota, and Minnesota's offense is lacking ever since Diggs has left it. Number seven, I've got Tyler Lockett um, playing opposite of uh, DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett has um, 67 receptions on 88 targets through 10 games. Um, 748 yards, 8 touchdowns, no fumbles, averaging 19 points a game um, in fantasy um, and doing so pretty quietly. Um, This is the reason why I put Diggs in front of Lockett. There's only been three games all year where Diggs has less than 85 yards receiving. Two of those games, he scored a touchdown in. Now, if you look at Lockett, Lockett has four games with less than 45 yards receiving. Not 85, 45, less than 45 yards receiving. And he did not score a touchdown in any of those games. And also, if you uh, look at his stats, we'll go over that again, 748 yards uh, receiving and eight touchdowns, Okay. 300 of those yards and six six of those touchdowns are from two games and regrettably regretfully to say one of those games was against my Dallas Cowboys where he caught three touchdowns went for over uh I think he went for like 200 yards that game um but um the fact that he disappears some weeks can be attributed to DK Metcalf um but also is not a it's not a very desirable characteristic for somebody who um, is trying to be a top five wide receiver in the league. Um, mind you, I am talking, I'm I'm going over some of the, I won't even call them negative characteristics. I'm going over what's, what kind of kept him out of my top five. But what are we talking about here? We're talking about top ten in the league. So he's obviously an elite talent. He's been doing what he's doing ever since he got drafted. Um, him and Russell Wilson are like peanut butter and jelly. They've been making it happen ever since they've been playing together and, um, all bullshit aside, Tyler Lockett is most definitely a top 10 fringe top five, um, and is definitely deserving of his number seven spot in the league. At number eight, I've got Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen has caught 49 balls on 76 targets for 646 yards. Um, he's got 11 touchdowns on the year, no fumbles. And, again, standard format is averaging 18.3 yards per game. He's really the only effective target in that uh, receiving core. While they have the best running back in the game, in my opinion, uh, they don't have a very good tight end. Rudolph has passed his prime, um, and Irv Smith has been hurt. Um, Kirk Cousins is a very capable quarterback. Did not make my top 10 or top 15, even for that matter. Yes, you like that. Um, But um, still a very capable passer. Um, Without Thielen this year, Minnesota probably would not have a win. And I say that with zero sarcasm. Um, he, He... Despite losing to my Cowboys uh, this past week, he did dice us up a little bit. Had two touchdowns. Um, he is questionable for Week 12. He's on the COVID list. He's I think he's a rule-out COVID right now. But uh, nonetheless, Adam Thielen, number eight, and very deserving to be there. Number nine, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Calvin Ridley has absolutely been murdering it this year. Um, keep in mind, he missed one game. Um well more like two. He came out early in one game and then missed another week. Um he's actually it depending on if Atlanta's had their bye, which I think they have, um he's he's appeared in nine games this year. So he's got forty eight receptions on seventy seven targets, seven hundred and forty seven yards, six touchdowns, and no fumbles. Um not only durability but, um, production wise, he's actually outperformed a surefire Hall of Famer in Julio Jones, um, who is just outside of my top 10 this year just because of durability, availability. You know, um, Jones is a first round draft pick every year. Just this year, he really hasn't, um, given fantasy owners exactly what they need, um, just because he, ha- he hasn't been on the field, um, but he's he's only been on the field for eight weeks, and and two of those weeks were a wash because they they were injury weeks as well. You know, um, he's been playing through injury. We're talking about Julio Jones here, um, but taking nothing away from Julio Jones, Calvin really is number nine, and I can say that quite easily. He's been dynamic ever since getting drafted out of Alabama. He's another one. Um, very similar to DK, who from his rookie campaign has made huge shots and is looking like he's going to be a very, very, very serviceable wide receiver in the NFL and um, one that very few teams look forward to facing. Um, and number 10, okay. Uh, ignore fantasy production on number 10. I could not leave this guy out of my top 10. Um, Mike Evans at number 10. I say ignore fantasy production because while he's appeared in alting in, in 10 games this year, he's only caught 40 passes on 63 targets for 514 yards. He has put up a very serviceable number of touchdowns in eight. He's got no fumbles averaging 13.9, um, points per game in a standard format. Um, but Mike Evans is just somebody you can't ignore, you know, um, this past Monday, uh, Jalen Ramsey shadowed Mike Evans, and he did so for a reason. And Mike Evans still caught a touchdown, still put on, you know, had a very good week. Um, And, you know, some of the names that are outside of my top 15 um, or top 10, I'm sorry, you could argue are having better, better fantasy years than Mike Evans. But they're just, I mean, they're not better than Mike Evans. Outside of Julio Jones... None of my names in 11 through 15 are better than Mike Evans, uh, along with Julio or Chris Goblin, Cooper Cup, um, McC- uh, Terry McLaurin, and Cooper Cup. And on my exempt list are Michael Thomas and Kenny Galladay, two huge names. Uh, Kenny Galladay hit me where it hurts. I've got him in two out of three leagues, and he just has been battling injury all year long. Uh, that really sums it up for the wide receivers. On to my last topic, the least entertaining, the least fruitful, and the most sparing posi- dis- despairing position in the NFL uh, fantasy right now, um, tight end. Um, the parameters I use for tight end are similar to wide receiver. And um, I also wanted to factor in system utilization of tight end position.
1: Um,
0: now, I Like uh, a system like, let's say, um, Cleveland, for example, they don't use their tight end as much as like Kansas City does or Dallas or um, Atlanta, you know, teams that <clears throat> really target the tight end early and often. Uh, some, some teams like to keep those tight ends in the box and help block. Um, other teams... Run two tight end sets and keep one in to block have another one run in routes um the tight end position just has a lot of variability and um really has not been um, a very it if fantasy owners are are frustrated all all throughout fantasy leagues with the tight end position i know myself i've i've been scrambling to find good tight ends i, I traded in a league where i had six of the top twenty I would yeah, I would say six of the top twenty wide receivers in the league in my family league. I had Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Robert Woods, Kenny Galladay, and Robbie Anderson. It was an auto draft for those of you who are asking. Um so I had some room to give up a wide receiver or two in trades, which I did. And uh middle of the season I traded I offered Kenny Galladay first, got turned down, so he rebuttaled with DK Metcalf, so I traded DK Metcalf for George Kittle. One week later, George Kittle gets hurt, and I am crying every night because of it, but it's all good. I am still in a good position to win that league. But anyways, tight end position. Sorry, squirrel. Uh, The tight end position has been frustrating as fuck this year. Um... The only one I've got exempt on this list is O.J. Howard, um, one of the most athletic tight ends in the league. Um, Only played, I think, in three games this year. Um, Let's just go ahead and get this over with. Uh, Number one, you guessed it, Travis Kelsey. Um, He is arguably the most valuable piece in Kansas City. um, For Patrick Mahomes. He is not only the best tight end, but one of the best receivers in the league. Got great hands. Uh, 66 receptions on 90 targets. uh, 896 yards um, on the season. He's caught seven touchdowns, one fumble, and is averaging 19.6 yards. Or 19.6 points per game in a fantasy format, or PPR fantasy format. Next I have uh Kittle um barely making that six game benchmark um and still uh top he's eighth in fantasy or yeah, it looks he is number eight in stats this year in uh overall production. He's got thirty seven passes, forty nine yards or four, 37 passes on 49 targets, 474 yards, two touchdowns, no fumbles. He's, like I said, appeared in six games, averages 16.4 points per game. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, even if he had appeared in all of the games this year, um, I don't know that I put him in front of Kelsey, uh, those two are interchangeable at one and two. Definitely surefire top two. Um, and absolutely the most important piece in San Fran. They are going to miss the playoffs by a long shot. And um, that whole team has just been absolutely beat to shreds this year. Um, number three, I've got Darren Waller. Darren Waller came on the scene really prominently last year. Um and is one of Derek Carr's best friends. Uh, metaphor, or like, not? I don't know if they're really friends, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about production. Uh, he's caught 60 passes on 84 targets, five touchdowns, one fumble, and he's averaging 14 points per game. Darren Waller is a freak athlete. He runs the fastest 40 of any uh, tight end in the league, including Evan Ingram, and is absolutely... Dynamic at the tight end position. Number four, um, I went with TJ Hawkinson. Um, He is one of those corn-fed boys who just gets the job done at tight end. He's your very stereotypical tight end, big dude, not the fastest guy, got good hands. He's going to win the jump ball. Um, I believe he played some basketball in his life. Uh, He is all around a great athlete. And uh, fulfills all the roles of a tight end. He's a great blocker. <clears throat> Stafford hits him early and often. Forty, like like I said, forty receptions on the year. Um, 441 yards, five touches, and averages 11.6 yards, 11.6 points per game. At number five, I've got Johnny Smith. Um, while Johnny Smith has not been that that dynamic in the yardage category. He's an absolute red zone nightmare, um, having caught seven passes for a touchdown and even running one in on the ground. Um, his lack of receptions and yardage makes him a touchdown or bust fantasy-wise, but when it comes to production, you can't knock him. He's definitely a top five tight end in the league this year of those eligible and a very serviceable piece in Tennessee for Ryan tannehill, number six, I've got evan ingram um honestly evan Ingram on a, in a better system and with better health this year he's been relatively healthy um knock on wood uh but Evan Ingram is a freak athlete as well um One of the better tight ends and one of the better receivers in the league. He's quick as hell. He can block. He can do everything. Um, On the year, Evan Ingram has 38 receptions on 67 targets for 347 yards. He's appeared in 10 games uh, with um, only one touchdown receiving-wise and one touchdown rushing uh, with me. For him, it was uh, very much so the eye test. Um, he is averaging 8.7 points per game. I expect him to be well over 10 by the end of the season with his schedule looking very, very nice for fantasy owners owning Evan Ingram over the next throughout their playoff put, uh, fantasy playoffs. Um, he's got some very appealing matchups uh, coming up. At number seven, I've got Hunter Henry um, for the Chargers. Um, Just another guy like Hawkinson who is just your stereotypical uh, tight end. He can block. He's a good route runner. He's got good hands. Um, He's appeared in 10 games this year, which is good to see because last year he struggled with injury. Um, 41 receptions on 66 targets, 435 yards through the air, three touchdowns, uh, no fumbles. Um, a really, really important piece in that Chargers offense, even though, like I said, there's a lot of mouths to feed there. He definitely makes Herbert job a lot easier. Number eight, I've got Mark Andrews. Uh, last year, Mark Andrews is ranked a little bit higher. Um, that offense is stagnant this year. It is stalling out, and their defense is carrying them. Lamar Jackson is not in my top 10 or my top 15 at the quarterback position. He's a great athlete, but just not getting it done. Uh, they have no running backs that are um, a great three-down back, so that doesn't help. But despite all that, Mark Andrews is still producing 38 receptions on 60 targets, like I said, um, six touchdowns, and averaging 11.9 points per game fantasy-wise. Number nine, I've got Noah Fant. Um, Despite battling injury, he's averaging 10.6 points per game. It seems like every week he's questionable. I know because I have him in two leagues. Um, he's caught 39 balls on 58 targets for four hundred twenty two yards and two touchdowns, no turnovers, um, just a real serviceable tight end. Um, route tree is huge. He's fast. He's got good hands, and he's tough as nails playing through ankles and ribs. And, um all sorts of injuries, but really helping out that young quarterback, Drew Locke, and I look forward to seeing what he um, blossoms into as as one of the better tight ends in the league. And rounding out my top 10 is Hayden Hurst, um, a former Raven traded to the um, Falcons for Austin Hooper. Um, One could argue that Falcons got the better end of that deal statistically, but like I said earlier, Cleveland really doesn't utilize the tight end position very much. They don't throw the ball a lot because between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, they're rushing the ball 40 times a game. Um, But Hayden Hurst on the year, 37 receptions on 56 targets, 411 yards, um, three touchdowns, no turnovers, and 9.6 points per game. At 11 through 15, I've got Jimmy Graham. Um, Jimmy Graham's had a pretty good gear in the red zone. Uh, it seems like ever since he left the Saints, he hasn't been a real big guy in be- from the 20 to the 20, but he's always been a red zone threat. Um, he is a very good receiver, very good hands, has battled injury, but this, game, this season has actually avoided any major injury, knock on wood. Appeared in 10 games, averaging 9.5 points per game. Jimmy Graham is definitely there for me. Eric Ebron, um, another guy who's battled injury. Uh, Rob Gronkowski, um, who's, as long as he's in the NFL, he's going to be one of the better tight ends in the league. Austin Hooper, uh, for him, was more of an eye test thing because of lack of utilization in Cleveland's system. But he is one of the better talents at the position in any other system he would be top ten in the league, and uh rounding out that eleven through fifteen, like I said in no particular order, is Zach Ertz that does it for my top ten at each position um I can't I, at the end of the season I will circle back to see um how much the these uh these positions have these rankings have changed um I will gladly eat my words if if uh, I end up being incorrect or if, if, if uh, some of my points kind of get called out, you know, or exposed. But um, while I'm no fantasy expert, I uh, am very passionate about it, and I definitely am confident in my rankings. I think that... Um, 2020 has been a very interesting year with COVID. I mean, while it's turned into job security for me as a, as a critical care nurse working predominantly with COVID patients right now, um, it has done just the opposite for a lot of players in the NFL. Um, it's caused them to miss games, um, caused people to opt out. Um, and outside of COVID, there's been a lot of injuries. You know, you could attribute that to lack of training camp, lack of preseason, what have you, but, Like I said, it's an interesting 2020 season. Um, I think I speak for everyone in saying that I'm just freaking glad the NFL is around. I'm glad that we're getting to watch games every week. And I'm glad that NFL officials are doing the right thing and, and, um, you know, doing everything they can to keep these players safe, even at the fans' expense, not getting to go to the games in some cases or very limited attendance in some formats and if you're jerry jones he just says oh fuck it just let everybody come um or in florida where they're allowing full attendance at miami games but i don't think they've sold out since dan marino um yeah so i uh appreciate reggie for uh getting me on the podcast and and letting me put this top 10 at each position in your ear holler at me on twitter at johnny kii or johnny k the second um I am uh, on all social media formats. Reach out to me. Tell me what you thought about them. Be nice if you disagreed. Or just don't say anything at all because you're wrong. Um, And, uh, yeah, I wish everybody luck in their season. um, And hope you're having a good week. And uh, go kill it in week 12. This is Johnny K signing out. Deuces, y'all.